This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And for more information, you can go to www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. to Scarf Gara War Season 7, Episode 12. We're up to Episode 12 in this year, so that's all. Normally by Episode 12, it's, it's December, because we do one a month, but um, we're treating you with lots of episodes uh, at this current time. Uh, we've got Dave Long with me uh, this week, um, Season Pro now. You alright, Dave? Yeah, not bad, mate. Good, good. And we've got uh, County Fan, uh, Matt Blake, you might have seen Matt knocking around Edgeley Park. He's um, he's very very tall. I didn't find out until recently how tall he was, and he's six foot six. So he probably holds the record for being the tallest right back ever in the world. We'll <laughs> check that out with the uh, with the Guinness Book of Records. You all right, Matt? Yes, not bad, thank you. Good, good. Okay, uh, so on today's show we will cover. Um, the Eastley match because last, if you remember last week, we didn't we didn't put something out. Uh, we had technical issues, so we'll go all the way back to the Eastley match into a distant dark past when we weren't scoring goals. We'll cover Notts County uh, the following uh, Saturday or Tuesday. Tuesday oh, mixed up. Tuesday. Thank you very much. Um, then we'll cover last Saturday's match, which was Chesterfield at home, um, and we'll look forward to Weymouth and a bit of Solihull as well. Um, We'll have a bit of a chat around the new signings and what they're looking like and what we think of them. Harry Cardwell, Elliot Newby. And we'll also have a quick discussion around Will Collar, Tom Walker and Sam Dolby and how they're settling in and and what value they're bringing to the team. Um, And finally, we will have a bit of a chat around the training ground and the nine in a row um, from 2007, which happened around this time. Uh, back then, and then we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a chat with 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 Matt. So, run titles. Oh, you 
And when you're a massive narcissist and a bit pompous like me, then uh, it also helps as well. I'm fully on board. I'm a, I'm a brand bitch now. I mean, you know, like people are trying to outpop each other. It smelled like egg and tasted like cider. I've even shouted at ball boys. That's the type of mad arsery that I can't get behind. I've learnt that Dave wasn't part of the move to, to get us away from Edgeley Park. We couldn't afford an engraved carriage clock for you, so here's that that bird yeah. from the Cheedleham full of bird yeah. shit. In a week where we lost Johnny Briggs, the actor who played Philander in Cockney White Boy, Ken Barlow, Cook Holder, and Backstreet Nicker Supremo, Mike Baldwin. We watched a lot of Great County on the telly. Okay, right, let's get into it. So, Eastley, all way, all the way back when. Um, what do we, what, well, firstly, what do we, we remember about Eastley apart from we lost from a penalty, a penalty, uh, a dubious penalty, having had two shouts for our own? Um, and I think it's fair to say that the ref had a bit of a mare. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, game in a nutshell there, Ross. Um, Cheers, shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, st- we started off well again, don't we? We seem to have this habit, especially recently, of starting off well and just not quite pushing on uh, and getting the goals and, and, and seeing the game out. But we started off really well. Uh, but like you say, within the space of 10 minutes, the game just completely turned on its head and it was always going to be uphill from that point. Yeah, I felt really sorry sorry for Gilmore. I thought you could see he was absolutely devastated when that kind of decision, he was showing the red card. You could see it in his face. And I think I, immediately, as soon as I saw his face, I said to my son who was watching, I said, I don't think that's a red card. You can, I think you can always tell from a player's reaction, whether it's a, yeah, I've probably been you know done over there or, or it was a fair, fair decision, but he looked absolutely distraught. And then to be fair, when I watched, I was thinking, I'm not sure, but the referee seemed awfully keen to give the red card. He was almost scrabbling around in his pocket for it for a good few seconds before he kind of shown it. But And then you watch the replay and you kind of see it and you just, I don't know how he's kind of come to that conclusion, if I'm honest. If anything, the picture, I know it's only a freeze frame, but it looks a lot worse from their play than it does from ours. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I'm not, de- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not defending him, but he was blocked. He's, I think his view was blocked, wasn't it? And, and, I think his view was blocked of the whole thing, but for what I could see was the other the other player had left the ground. Yeah, and I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, Gilmore did uh, had left the ground. And it's funny looking back now, he was he was going to be involved in uh, you know an incident in the following match that that caused some controversy as well. You know, didn't he? So, so yeah, I, I, I same as you, Matt. I thought you could you could tell from his reaction. I think he I think he pulled his shirt over his face or something and yeah. was pretty distraught. I could, I, you know, you could tell, is it, you know, honest players, you know, that kind of reaction, I don't think it was a red either. And obviously the, rescind, the rescinded card uh, proved it. Yeah. Well, yeah say, sorry, Mark, go on. I was going to say, you don't, I don't think the league rescind cards very easily. I think they generally always try to back their referees, but the fact we've had two in how many weeks is quite telling, I think. Um, mm. I, I do think that yeah, I think it's they don't rescind them. So the fact we've had two overturned in such a short space of time kind of does send a bit of a message out there. I think we have been done over a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen the um, video from the, the other stand where we had our camera and it's never a red. 
Never a red. I know in real time, when you get one look at it like the ref does, it's you sometimes make mistakes and that's fair enough. Um, I think where, where we saw it on the stream, it looked a heavy challenge. It, it maybe looked a little late. Um, but yeah, you see it from the other side and it's, it's never a red. Never a red. In fact, you could make a case for either of them being sent off. Yeah, I think as, I think as well that you know if the referee, I, I take your point, Russ, that you probably couldn't see clearly. But I, to me, if you if you can't see clearly, then you can't give a red. If you're you not sure, you yeah. can't give yeah, a red. Yeah, yeah. And to me, if you'd have booked both or one or or the other, probably nobody really mentions that again. There's no controversy's gone, and at best, it was a a yellow. You know, for Gilmore, well, it was. I don't think it was a yellow. To be fair, but if you'd have given Gilmore a yellow and them a free kick, no one's talking about it the next day or the next week. Or we're not talking about it now. It's kind of the game kind of carries on and it was just such a shame because we were for me we we we'd have i personally think we'd have won that game i think we looked the better team with 11 we looked the better team with 10 the only real chance i can think of they had a couple of shots but was the was the penalty and then you see the two that we didn't get the will collar one annoys me because anywhere else on the football pitch that's a foul and a free kick but because it's in the area we don't get it which is not which in itself is a bit of nonsense and then the two like their handball it just, I don't know. We just seem to at, the, at that point, we just seem to be getting no luck at all. And and I, re, I remember reading on Twitter, somebody said we're starting to sound like was it Pemberton, the Chesterfield manager, bemoaning our luck every single week. But yeah, you know, I think he was bemoaning his luck as in, you know, they were being flagged offside when they were offside, or they were getting certain marginal. You know, we've had big major decisions go against us, as in, you know, offside goals as we'll come on to. But you know, for me, two red cards, both I think we're in the. Well, certainly Ethan was in the first half and that pretty much decided the game. I think Sutton, we were already one down, but you could argue with 11 men, we may have come back into it. It's, they've really kind of impacted us. And, you you know, you, I get that you don't, then the player doesn't get his ban and you kind of get that benefit of having it. But the, that game's then, you, you get no, you know, nobody pays you anything back for that game that you've then lost or not won. That's the frustrating thing. And like I say, both rescinded as well, so... Um, yeah, I was just going to add that um, you're absolutely right, Matt. With the uh, with eleven players on the pitch, there is no doubt in my mind we would have gone on to win that. And yeah, we can bemoan our luck and we we sound a little bit bitter and everything. But how many points are these cards costing us? Yeah. Uh, these decisions costing us. Um, it is all very tight at the moment, and we now we're in a position where we played more games than most teams around us. And yeah, you can say that these decisions even themselves up and all that, but do they? Um, not, not entirely sure they do. Uh, but they are, they, are costing us, they are costing us a lot of points. Uh, they talk about the handballs. They got a penalty. Um, sorry, yeah, penalty from a handball. Um, the one that we didn't get, that was an even more blatant handball than, than the one that they got. I, I absolutely. I think the, the, the liner gave it. I'm not too he sure. Did, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you say, you can talk about luck and things like that. That we just—it was just one of those games, wasn't it? Um, where we had eleven on the pitch, we were destined to win by the looks of it. As soon as that happens, we don't get a couple of penalties, and it's uphill all the way. And yeah, back home empty-handed. It's worth pointing out though, when 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 managers like Pemberton at Chesterfield and Moyes at United start going on about luck and bemoaning luck. That's usually the last. That's usually their last sort of stand, isn't it? Um, they've they've been there quite a long time. It's their players, um, it's their systems, and it's just not working. And they start to cling on to uh, excuses and 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 bemoan luck. Whereas, 
I think with Rusk doing this, obviously he's only been here, what, six or seven games. Um, I, th- I think he's got genuine cause to say it is bemoaning luck and it's not it's not because things aren't working and he's not getting um you know you know his his, his sort of playing philosophy isn't coming through to the players i think mm. i sort of agree with you matt that um you know luck being offside is is you know being offside is not luck that's just because you you're, you're offside or hitting a hitting a you know a, a free kick past the post again that's not bad luck um bad luck is getting a player sent off and then having it rescinded because he shouldn't have been sent off in the first place. So, yeah, totally yeah. get that. Um, I think, so, sorry, just one one final thing there. I'll just give Rusk a bit of credit because I don't think he's been banging on about luck and things like that. I mean, he's obviously mentioned the decisions that are going that have gone against us. But, yeah, he's not sounded like Pemberton, for instance, where he's banging on about it and rubber the green and all that and it becomes a bit of a joke. He's, you know, he's mentioned them. They've gone against us. We've appealed, you know, the red cards. Uh, they've been overturned. So, yeah, I don't think he's, he's he's been banging on about it too much, which is which is a good sign. No, and and some of the you know some of his interviews have been pretty good. I, I, I saw on social media a lot of people taking taking the piss out of him because of cliches and and saying you know starting sentences with look or starting sentences with listen. Um, you know that kind of thing, and it probably ha- it probably sort of connects to the the Simon Wilson feeling that's going on that, that you can see on social media. But I think his interviews have been really good. I mean, I think I think we were we were blessed. I don't, I'm not sure that's the right word with with the amount of detail Jim Gannon gave us. You know, yeah, the I agree. That Jim Gannon gave us. I think we were blessed with that. Any other manager, um, football league and above, I would say, maybe with with the odd one or two exceptions maybe in our league and below as well, perhaps um, they play the party line. They say what they need to say. They get, you know, the, the constructive with, with what they're saying. And that's just the way that that's just the way that it is. It's not mm-hmm. say it's, um, you know, he never says it's a game of two halves, all that kind of stuff. It's, <laughs> you know, proper, proper interview stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's probably not used to delivering pre and post-match interviews every week on this scale, you know, for thousands and thousands of fans, yeah. Um, he probably does one every now and again when he was at Brighton. So it's maybe it's just an experience thing, which I'm sure he will, uh, you know, he'll get used to it and become a little bit more relaxed. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, cliches, fair enough. I mean, like you say, he's not kind of coming out with all the old uh, run manager classics, is he? So, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not, not been too bad. Yeah, no, I think I 100% agree. I think, like, like you say, Ross, I think we were a little bit spoiled with Jim. I think I remember one, I think it was a Dagenham game where I think he I think he tweeted a response to how he changed the tactic in, in mid-game. I think it must have been while he was on the coach. I was thinking like, no other manager probably in the world would do that, you know, th- to respond to a fan about how he mixed it up and changed it. I think yeah. th- what we've got in Rusk is the way football is now. Um, they're going to be very careful, considered answers, not, you know, to say the right things, to, to toe the party line. That, and that's kind of... That's kind of where what we've got, and that's what you know. If we've got ambitions to go where we want to go, that's the kind of stuff we're going to have to get used to. I don't think you can be maybe as honest and and open as possibly what Jim was in some of his interviews. I think you have got to play that. It's the way of the world. Unfortunately, people won't like it. I get that, and I understand that people will miss that certain level of detail that Jim gave you. But for me, that's the way you're gonna. That's the way we're gonna to have to get used to it if we want to kind of continue where where start wants to take us. Yeah, definitely, and and as well, I, I remember tweeting um, Jim ages and ages ago about um, post match and and 
and analysis and and you know him giving out giving away sort of um let's say tactical insight but I was I was tweeting him about personnel, about people playing the game and, and who he was picking and what should he be saying that. And he basically replied and said, well, um, it doesn't really matter because every analyst, you know, all the games are recorded anyway. So analysts will see what I've done or mm-hmm. see, you know, they, they will they will probably guess what I'm about to do. So he, And the way he put it was he had to unpick the puzzles as the game was unfolding. Because he had his analysis, you know that they they did yeah. the opposition scouting, and people will do it on us as well. So, you know, giving giving insight away after the match, I think it's a really it's a fine balance in it. Because if you give too much away, then it makes it easier for the analysts. But you could probably give enough away and and get them to do some work. Perhaps I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. Is that is that balance of uh, not giving too much away? Uh, and he and he was you know correct. Um, all, all of the stuff that he that he says is freely available to uh, to analysts up and down the country. So, mm. but I, I was always a little bit wary until he said that. So he said that and kind of explained it, and I was like, "That's okay, then we're fine." Jim, 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 tweeting his master plan and like, "Fucking hell, Jim, stop!" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Well, with, with Rusk as well. I'm, I'm, he said, "I don't know if it's the Eastley interview and." Um, I'm not sure which interview it was, but he said that um, these teams are obviously obviously know what we're about and know what we're trying to do, and he's got to he's got to um, he's got to react to that. And and I, and I know again on social media, and I shouldn't look at it because everyone you know everybody's opinion is like up in the sky like a Batman bloody sign <laughs> in it. But um, I just I just read a few a few where they were saying, well, what sort of manager is is that 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 teams are, are working working you working you out already? Well, they've worked. They've worked you out before. You know, they've they've worked you out before the games even started, because they know what personnel you've got. They know they look at previous matches of how you how you're going to play. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a case of how many systems have you got, how differently can you play, and then as the game evolves, like a game of chess, I guess you know, moving pieces and and things like that as 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 the game goes on. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's been a massive deviance from the the style that. That the Gannon played, um, like you say, we at the moment while the new signs are still settling in and getting up to speed in terms of fitness, we can only play certain certain players in mm. certain positions in you know a certain way. So yeah, I mean it isn't massively difficult to work out what we're going to do. So uh, yeah, I mean, and if they've done their homework properly, then they should be able to work out how we're going to play and you know and react accordingly. Let's move on to Notts County then, which was the following Tuesday. So nil nil. Um, I guess the talking point is the goal. Uh, well, say the goal. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Gilmore doesn't get gets his red card rescinded. Plays again on Tuesday, deservedly so. I think he's. I think he's. For me, he's been really impressive. Um, gets the offside goal, and it's. Obviously, given offside, and I, you know, even in even in real time from the camera angle, it looked onside to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can say I didn't know. To be fair, it, it kind of it all happened so fast that it it almost seemed like the goal was given, and then it almost I don't know. There seemed to be a delay between because we were celebrating and the players all seemed to be celebrating, and all of a sudden the it seemed to there was a problem. So I don't really understand whether because they all went straight over to the linesman. So I think oh maybe there is because again it's like if you can always tell I think when something is genuine by players' reactions if they if they're kind mm. of screaming 
there's an, 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 a, something, not, not justice hasn't been given. You tend to see it. So I thought, well, maybe maybe he, he was offside. But then when they, they showed, I think they showed the replay and stuff. I said, there's, you can't possibly, you know, from where he was starting, you can see he's blatantly on. I think he was behind their defender when the shot went in, and then yeah. after the ball comes back out, he then passes the defender and puts it in. It's just an it's an awful decision. It's an awful yeah. decision, and it just kind of continued this theme of this bloody luck thing not going out, you know, again, not going our way. And I just think, and again, that tweet flashed in my head thinking, it just it seems like we're coming up with excuse after excuse, but it's just another major decision because that goes in. For me, again, we win that game, probably 1-0. You know, I think we've, and it's just so frustrating when you start to add up all these points. And yeah, I know people will say, yeah, but you make your own luck. And, and, and we got certain decisions, you know, earlier in the season and after this, but I've never seen so many awful decisions compact into such a short space of time. I think Russ must go home at night sometimes and thought, what the hell have I got to do here to get a break? Because everything that, everything that kind of potentially goes well gets stopped or something happens and he must go home and just think, I don't know what more I can do here. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even close. It just wasn't even close. I can't understand how the liner can give that. I still, I'm still dumbfounded. Even not two weeks later, it wasn't even close. There's a case to be made for Rooney finishing that before it gets gets over to Gilmore, but whatever. Um, yeah, absolutely nailed on. And like you say, we were much the better side. Um, I wasn't impressed with knots at all. Thought thought they were really poor, considering they're supposed to be um, one of our rivals for promotion. Didn't didn't rate them at all. In fact, in, in the three games that I've seen us play against them this season, I've been impressed. Um, we were by far the better team, and we had built upon that sort of half an hour, 35 minutes that we had 11 against Eastleigh with a very, very solid performance. There was plenty of energy, there was plenty of threat and we should have won. Um, we Maybe, you know, Reed sticks that one away or the one that gets cleared off the line and we're not having to talk about the Gilmore incident for, you know, as much, but even so, um, we, were, we were the better side again. I think it's worth pointing out as well that when when we played Eastley, I think they were they were on good form. I'm not sure they they were they were the form team over the last five games. I might they might have been, but I'm not sure. Certainly, when we played Notts County, they were the form team, and we we drew with them nil nil. Um, and then just just briefly, and we'll come back to Notts County. But going on to Chesterfield on Saturday, they were the form team. Then once we drew with Notts County, so. Again, you can you can talk about luck. I know you've got to beat everybody and you play everybody twice, but you know when you're playing when you're playing teams and you're coming up against them and they're in form, then that, that does say to me, you know, and, and the results we're getting against them as well. Um, this I, I still I still truly believe that this this shoring up at the back that is what he's focusing on. That's what Rusk is doing. And he's building from the back. He's stopping all these silly goals. I know we've only scored two in the last five, um, you know, but we've only conceded one in the last five as well. So yeah, yeah. Like I said to you on Twitter, Russ, when um, we were talking about form uh, over the weekend, and I said you, you, it's all about spin. How you, how you spin it? You say yes. Mm. We've only scored two in five now. Is it? I can't remember. Yeah, um, five, yeah. But we've only let one in, and that was a penalty. One in six. So yeah. yeah, it's it's all about how, how he spin it, and you are absolutely right. Yeah, he's um, done a, a great job with the with the defence. Um, Hogan playing some of the you know the best football that I've seen from a centre half in in ages. Um, he's doing really well. Palmer seems to have stepped up a lot. 
Um, seems to be a lot more assured um, than he was earlier on in the season. And yeah, play, playing that four at the back seems to give us a, a little bit more stability. Yeah, as I must say, I wasn't impressed with Notts. I thought we we looked the better side on on the Tuesday. Thought we kind of controlled the game, and I think even like Dave said, I think over the three games, I've, I've not been impressed with them either. I think that the game at their place, I think was a was probably should have been a nil nil. We give that silly goal away where we kind of tried to shepherd the ball out for for a goal kick, and then they nicked it and scored off that. I think the one in the FA Trophy was a, def, a massive deflection. So they've all been very, very close to being, you know, pretty much nil-nil. Um, so I think we're probably two relatively evenly matched sides. But yeah, I just think, you know, I think had Gilmore goal gets allowed or Reed puts away his chance or that one doesn't, I don't think they had, I do remember one, not chance there, but there was one that kind of skipped up off the turf and it nearly went in the top corner. Yeah. But Hinchliffe, man, I said to my son, like, just our luck now, after all that's happened, something soft will happen like that and we'll lose this one nil. But luckily, you know, you take the point and I guess we... Yeah, take the point where we can, and but probably should have been, could have, could and should have been three. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what? It's uh, it's funny how these matches sort of end, go out of your head, don't they? Because I can't remember much more about it. Um, I don't, I don't. I remember that we had one off the line as well, as well in the second half. I think. Yeah, yeah, off the line oh. twice. Yeah, twice in the space of a few seconds. Um, yeah. It's just that little. I'm going to mention the L word. Uh, look, <laughs> it's just that little slice of luck that you need, isn't it? It gets cleared off the line twice within three seconds. So yeah, it's Reach should have scored. There's absolutely no excuse for it. He'd done the hard part. Uh, yeah, of actually right. getting yeah. getting into the area, beating you know, beating the retreating defender. Um, it's just the finish was absolutely terrible, and <clears throat> that's kind of what happens when you may be lacking a little bit of confidence. Um, you haven't scored for a while. Um, when you're a bit more relaxed and everything, those those uh, you know, like the one he scored at Barnet earlier on in the season, when he kind of runs on for Bennett's flick and then chips it over the keeper. Yeah. Uh, when you when your confidence is up, that's what you're capable of. When you, you know you may be trying a little bit too hard when you haven't scored for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the whole thing. I think not just, not just him. I think the fact that the whole team hadn't scored as well. He probably could feel, and it's because you because you've got to carry it for quite a bit of time. You you do time it. Uh, you know, I played up front when I was a kid and stuff, and you do have more time to think. And you start thinking, what if I miss? What if you know? And you worry about. Whereas instinctively, you just kind of do something and it goes in. It's almost having more time. Probably, so I think Dicko mentions it on one of his podcasts. I think something he's talked about where he, the, the Wickham one, where he kind of runs from the halfway line, he's constantly thinking to himself, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" Mm-hmm. And then gets in and, and puts it in. So I think it's almost worse when you've got longer. But it's, for me, you've got to at least make the keeper. He just kind of bent down and picked it up. <laughs> you've at least got to make, yeah. him make a save. But yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it's probably a good time to move on to the Chesterfield game at home on Saturday, where he kind of made amends. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I do is make make notes on each game, obviously because I do the blog and you know being on the podcast now and again. Um, the only note I have got from the first half of Chesterfield is spring like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was it was it was it was, it, it was just yeah, unbelievable, yeah. Uh, and it but it got to the point. During that first half, where we, we've had a bit of a laugh about us not scoring, and that picture of the fans making the you know standing in the shape of the arrow behind the yeah, goal, yeah. Um, yeah. that's been posted around a few times recently, uh, and that kind of dark humour that you come with comes with being a football fan. But it got to the point in the first half where I thought, shit, this is actually a thing, isn't it? We're actually, <laughs> this we're, the, arse, the arse is dropping out of our season here. 
I just thought this is going to go on for ages. Where are we? Because we just didn't look like scoring. I mean, as, as threatening as we were the last two the two games before that, it was just like back to square one again. It was like when we played Aldershot, wasn't it? It was just it's like thinking, shit, this is this is it now. We're going to be floundering in mid table forever. Well, t- till the end of the season. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like forever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I know it, we we kind of were talking amongst ourselves on WhatsApp uh, about big films that we we hadn't seen, but everybody else had, and I think that that was kind of <laughs> indicative of the of the quality of the first half. Um, I think yeah, because. Um, John Billsbury replied to one of my tweets about someone had tied the flag up, flags up in the Cheedland and it looked a bit tidier. And John said pretty much the same that it was um, that was a reflection on um, what had happened. Yeah, it was. But you know, I was I was thinking as well while it was happening. If you're in the ground, I mean, how if you think about how many games you've been to at Edgley Park and how many halves have just passed by with very little happening, and it's you know you you. You don't sort of comment on it, do you? You don't think, oh, we're not going to score again. And that was, you know, you probably just at our time have a bit of a moan with the person next to you saying that was a bit shit, wasn't it? Fucking hell, nothing, nothing even happened. Um, yeah, not notwithstanding, obviously, Dave, that, you know, the, 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 the matches before that, obviously, and, and the situation we found ourselves in. Um, but yeah, you, you do sit in the in the ground, don't you? Uh, you know, when the first half will go by, especially when we're hitting towards... Um, if we're hitting towards the railway and first half, and everyone's, you know, when you sat in the Cheedland, and you just think, "Fuck it, oh, what's what's going on here?" Yeah, no, I think I think I agree. I think it's kind of I think I've sat at Edgeley Park, and like I say, halves have passed by, probably just as bad as that one, and mm. I've not really noticed it. Just because you're at the game and there's other stuff going on, and you can, yeah, you know, I used to watch yeah. watch Jim and watch what he was up to, and you, there's other stuff to take your fancy. Whereas when you're at home, you are just sat watching the telly, and if it's boring, it's horrible to watch at times. But I think the second once the second half came around, I think we we did kind of it reminded me a little bit of the Dagenham match where the first half again we kind of controlled the game without really. I think it's the second half again where we kind of stepped up a little bit and yeah, you know, for me, I think like the the key thing I think you said earlier was we stopping conceding silly goals. I think earlier in the season we almost had to score two to win a game because we knew we were going to give a soft yeah, yeah, and we're not doing that now. So Chesterfield came into that in form. I think that Asante had scored something like eight and eleven or something like that. And I didn't yeah. even know it. I think his name got mentioned twice. I think pretty, you know, yeah. we we really nullified any threat they had. And I think that's a big thing of what Rusk has, has been able to do over the. the I, I agree. I think he's building a bit of a solid foundation. At the end of the day, if you don't concede a goal, the worst you're going to get is a point. And then the attacking bit's almost probably a bit easier to to develop. And we've certainly got the players to do it. So I'm guessing that probably wasn't. I guess Russ's main concern is about stops conceding the silly goals. Therefore, when we do score, we don't have to score two or three to win a match. We can sometimes win one nil, and that and that's the key for me. I think Asante, like I say, he's a good striker. We've come across him before, but he was coming into that game red hot form. They were in form, and I don't think they really caused us. You know, if you uh, they didn't really cause. I can't really remember a chance. To be fair, no, I can't. Yeah, yeah, like we've said um, about knots and that they weren't that particularly impressive. Chesterfield, like you say, lost one in thirteen. I can't see how they've managed to go so long without <laughs> losing a good <laughs> half a dozen games. They were awful. Um, I mean, we were much better, but it was better in the second half. And um, I just had a feeling we would win. Um, even before the game, I predicted two 0 and I got it right. So. 
goal, me. Um, <laughs> but I just thought, because we played well um, against Eastleigh when we had 11 men, and we played well against Notts, particularly in the second half, I just thought, so long as we can build upon that, we would win. Um, wasn't pretty, wasn't perfect, but I don't think anybody really cares. Um, we finally got three points. And I don't think I've celebrated a goal that that vociferously <laughs> since Reedy's winner against Chesterfield in the in the reverse game. Um, uh, that was in that little window when we were allowed to go to the pub. So I was in the pub for that one. Yeah, and you can imagine if you were in the ground when that goal goes in as well, you'd probably be able to feel the relief. Yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. You know, it'd just be, it'd just, it'd just wash over you, and you'd be like, "Thank God for that," because that's how I was sat in my, you know, sat in here, sat in my house. That's yeah. I, you know, I, you know, did a real big cheer, and then went, "Thank God for that," because it's, um, because it's been so long. So. Yeah, well, I think when it went in for me, we just sat there thinking, hang on a minute, let's just check everything. This is definitely <laughs> being given. And normally when you're in the match, I immediately look at the linesman because you can see, you know, you can look where you want to look. And honestly, you can't, you're stuck with where the camera is. And I think it panned off to where we were running to thinking, I want to see the linesman. Is he is his flag up or is the referee doing something? And it's, <laughs> it's re- relief when he, you realise that, you know, when it changes to one in the top corner, you realise, right, it definitely counts this one. Yeah, I've got I've got um I've got the match on a big screen and I've got a different one on a on a on a different screen and when it, when one goes in I go and look at the little screen and see if it's uh, if it's come through okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like following count at the moment, it's almost like we've got our own VAR, isn't it? It's like when when we score, something happens, we have to wait for it to be confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought Reed's goal was good. Give him credit. Like I said before, yeah, yeah. Um, I was pleased that he scored. That I was pleased for him because, as a striker, and especially when we haven't scored in ages, um, you feel a little bit responsible um, because the goal scoring is usually down down to yourself. That's your job. So yeah, I was um, I was I was pleased that he got that goal. Decent finish, and yeah, that'll that'll give him a little bit of confidence. Yeah, definitely. Um... Okay then, so that that sort of got the monkey off the back uh, with the two goals, which was nice. Um, so on to Weymouth on Saturday. So finally, a team that's not not near the top of the form table, um, and I probably just fucking jinxed it now, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just looking at where they are. I mean, in terms of the table itself, they're in the relegation zone. Um, mm-hmm. Twenty points from twenty-four matches. In terms of their home form. This might be good reading. They are third bottom in terms of their home form. Only 11 points picked up at home out of 14 games. But they did beat us at Edgley Park earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of revenge, I think. It was one of them annoying flying the ointment games, wasn't it? I think it brought, brought us back down to earth a little bit, didn't it? Because we were like top of the league after we beat Chesterfield um, just before yeah. that and brought us back down to earth a little bit. And it was the first real game where we were like shit this is going to be a bit harder than we thought um so yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that um it just it seems like ages since we played and done it it's like halloween which obviously isn't that long ago it just seems like ages so much has happened since then hasn't it uh, and if you look at their farm after after the beatles they lost five in a row which probably tells you a little bit uh, about how their season's going 
Well, yeah, because they, cause they got a massive scalp for us. that They were just on cloud nine and they'd have been complacent for five matches, weren't they, thinking that this is easy, this. Just fucking turn up and, and beat teams. <laughs> if we can beat County, we can beat Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> that game kind of annoyed me a little bit because I remember we, we got... I always say that we, we always look good when we get the, the early goal, the first goal. I think we look a good... You know, when we go in front early, and this, that's been the same for the last few seasons. And we, I think we got... I think Palmer scored. Was it Palmer that got the early yeah, goal? Yeah, yeah, off a corner. Yeah, we could go on here now and really, and then we seem to just go in at our time, come out a completely different team, and they just mm-hmm. absolutely took us to, took us apart in the second half. I was thinking, I don't understand how how we can go from such. A, and it was, I think, I think it was at the stage of the season where we were kind of putting together a really good forty five minutes, following a re, or preceded by a really shit forty five minutes, and they just took us apart. And to be fair, after game, I thought you can't really have any complaints on that. They looked, we just didn't seem to react. You could almost see the momentum changing, and we couldn't stop it. And it was a matter of time. And for me, that's kind of that, that's a, a terrible three points that we give away there. Because that's the game at home you should be banking three points if you're going to go, you know, if you're going to challenge at the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. I suppose you you do that. You do have the odd exceptions. You know, if you if you're winning matches for fun, and then a team like Weymouth come to your ground and, and turn you over, you can almost excuse that as a, as an off day. But what's happened since then? Sort of shows that there were cracks yeah. in the, in the team, and and we're not this we're not this team that were you know preseason favourites that were going to go on and win every match like the first sort of two or three or four games suggested. I forget how many it was before we played Weymouth, but um... yeah, it was it was it was yeah it was fairly early on. But looking at Weymouth and obviously they're close to the bottom at the moment, they must be hoping that the rumours of the competition that the Step 2 teams are trying to organise with the league at the moment doesn't come to fruition because uh, there's rumour to be promotion places on offer for those who want to play and obviously that subsequently means there's going to be relegation as well and I think Dover will probably accept relegation as punishment for not not, uh, playing Uh, and Weymouth must be uh, looking over the shoulders a little bit as well. Yeah, the Dover thing's yeah. a bit of a concern, I think, because I think we've obviously, I think Notts County lost to them. Um, I don't think Sutton have played them at all, and we are, we obviously have got three points. So I assume if they kind of stop competing, that they'll, I guess, people will lose any points they won again. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. But if Kings Lynn, on the flip side of that, um, if Kings Lynn go the same way as Dover and are not able to play for uh, whatever reason then we've still got to play them twice so we don't lose out and other teams potentially will. Yeah. Yeah, it all evens out in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Um, okay, and then just a, a quick one on, on Solihull at, uh, away on, on Tuesday because our next uh, show will be next Wednesday. Um, they lost this week in the middle of the week at home to... Um, Wow, that's gone out of my head now. Dagenham, I think. Dagenham. Oh, yeah, that's it. Dagenham Redbridge. Yeah, they lost at home to Dagenham Redbridge in the week. Again, Solly Hull, strong team. That won't be easy. No, especially especially away. No, uh, it certainly won't be. We played them early on in the season, if you remember, and uh, drew nil nil, and it was quite a cagey game. I thought we played quite. I thought we did enough to win in that game. It was just a. I think we hit the bar twice in the first half. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it will be difficult. Um, if we can sneak a win in that one, I'd be quite impressed. And, and given our defensive record at the moment, you certainly won't put it past us. Yeah, and I think I think it's, it'll be a tough game. I think yeah, they did lose, but I think they're a good. I think they've got a few games in hand still, so I think they can win them, and I think they can be there or thereabouts in the playoffs. But yeah, I think it'll be a very tough match. But again, I think 
I always try to work on a basis. If you take two points on average over two games, you, you're probably not going to be a million miles away. So if you can, I guess if you're winning a draw from the next two, you probably take now, I guess. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I'd, I'd take that. I think we need to be beating Weymouth. I mean, you can say it's a little bit of arrogance or whatever, but they are down there for a reason. They've only got, what, what do you say, Ross, a dozen points from uh, their home games this season. We need we need to be winning that. Um, and like Matt says, you know, if we can pick up a, a point away at Sally Old, then yeah, I'd be happy with that. Definitely. Okay, let's um, let's move on to some of the players then that have uh, that have joined the club. Um, I don't think any have left actually, so it's looking like a pretty big squad. Um, and and Pete, who, who's a, um, a team member of the podcast, did a pretty good image um, graphic of, of the depth that we've got in the squad, um, almost football manager like, and and it is pretty deep, you know, in terms of in terms of what we've got in every position. So let's just go through the players. I mean, if we start with the players that have been here um, sort of medium to long term, and I might get me, I might get me sort of takes wrong here, but uh, Will Collar and Tom Walker. Um, Will Collar obviously signed till the end of the season. Tom Walker's on loan. Um, for me, I mean, Will Collar looks a, he looks an absolute class act. He looks, he looks like a football league player to me. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Uh, he just seems to have that little bit about, a little bit extra about him, uh, a little bit, a little bit of class, as you say. Um, come from the Scottish Premier League, which you know it is arguably uh, not up to the standard of uh, the championships, eh? but still, still a lot higher than what we are at the moment. He's used to playing around players of a higher caliber than he is now. So yeah, he seems to have that little bit of a uh, little bit of class about him. And it seems to be a quite a good signing so far. Quite shrewd. Yeah, I can't disagree. I think he looks the the few times we've seen. Obviously, I think he's been on the bench the last couple of matches. I assume he's probably not fully up to match sharpness, mm. so, which I guess is why he's been a little bit in and out. But he he just looks a, a footballer. Like he, you know, his vision, the way he kind of takes the ball, the passes he makes, he kind of seems to be yeah, probably a football league player, and hopefully one that you know isn't just. Hopefully, he's not just at the end of the season, as in. He's wanting an out somewhere higher up than that we can hopefully keep hold of him. So I think, I think for me, him, I think you know, I know he's not a new player, but I think Crowsdale's been fantastic last few games, absolutely brilliant. I think them two in the middle of the park, I don't think you'll get. I don't think he's better in this league certainly, and I think that's a a midfield pet and you could probably take into League Two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, won't disagree with that. Um, are, they, are, they not, are they not too similar though? Because they're both. You talk about Collar and Crowsdale. Yeah. Yeah, they're not too. They're both both defensive minded, aren't they? I think Collar's a little bit, and this is certainly no disrespect to Crowsdale, who's been absolutely brilliant over the last dozen games. Um, I think Collar's a little bit more comfortable in the ball. Seems to be um, a better passer of the ball. Um, as I say, certainly no disrespect to uh, to Crowsdale there, uh, but but yeah, uh, similar sort of play style. I know they're both kind of defensive, but I think given the if you play Crowsdale in a more attacking position, I don't think he would look out of place. Um, but I think similarly, uh, Collar's got that little bit of a uh, little bit more class uh, in his in his style of play. Yeah, I think I think with Crowsdale, he, he just seems to kind of get in the way. Like it's going to sound really disrespectful, but he gets it. He gets toes and like, just pokes the ball when they're about to have a shot. He'll nick something away. He's, his energy is like he kind of. I think somebody put a thing on Twitter like Forrest Gump running and stuff. It's like exactly what it was like. He was just running <laughs> everywhere, even like. 85th minute, he was like sprinting to try and stop something happening. 
I, I think he's. I think them. To, I personally, it depends who you've got in front of them. I guess as your attacking options, but I think if you add them to in that, you know, I think they're both good enough to to be able to go forwards as well. I think Collar probably does look a little bit more comfortable going forward, but yeah, if, if you had the right players ahead of them, I think that's a that's an ace kind of midfield pairing for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're keeping Jordan Keane out of the out of the lineup. Um, then you've got yeah. to be doing some some good because uh, Keno has been been great this season, really has. Um, and as the season has gone on, he's he's, he's got better and he's in a you know decent form over the last uh, the last few weeks as well. Um, so, like you said, when you started the uh, the sort of players segment there, Rusty, we've got some impressive depth going on now. I know we had a lot of injuries recently as well, and we put a side out, was it against Eastleigh? I think it was, um, where we'd had a lot of injuries and put some squad players, in inverted commas, in. But it didn't look like a, an understrength side. And I think that's credit to credit to the uh, the coaching staff and everything and, um, and those behind the scenes for bringing those players in and, and, and helping them adjust and fit into what we're trying to do. Um, but I just want to mention um, Tom Walker as well. Because I think part of the problem with a lone player is you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. Um, you know, you're asking the question as why is his parent club loaning him out? Uh, how good is he? How is he going to fit in? But we all know what Tom Walker's about, and he's been. He, I think he's been really good. I think a bit of an off game uh, against Knots, but apart from that, I think he's been fitting. He's fitting really well. Yeah, I think you know, you know, we've we've had it. You know, he's been here before. We know what we're going to get from him. I think last year he struck up a really good partnership with Osborne as well. So hopefully, if he can do that with the likes of Rooney or Jennings or whoever it might be, then he's, he's going to be an exciting addition, really. And the thing I think he can play, he can probably play left, right, through the middle. So he's he, he can slot in where we need him to slot in as well. Yeah, definitely. Just a quick word on Osborne. He's he's. Um... Doing quite well in in League Two, isn't he? For for Stevenage, I know he see, he got another assist last night. He's, he's, he seems to be notching, so pretty disappointed when he left. Um, yeah, yeah he's my son's favourite player. So he got his shirt. He's got his name. He's got his name on the back of his shirt, and then he left. Like my son's got got a cursor. Whoever his favourite player is generally leaves within a twelve month period. So he's got kind of a, ah. a curse. So. Okay, but he was really good. He did send. So we messaged him and stuff, and said like. Bo's gutted and stuff like that. And Osborne sent him all of his county gear through the post and stuff. So he's got like, really? loads of stuff. So he's like, yeah, he's dead nice. He seems like a proper nice lad. That was that's nice of him, isn't it? And how old, how old is your lad? He, at the time, he was 10, he's 11 now. But yeah, he was 10. He was his favourite player and everything. And yeah, yeah. Pr- it's dead nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it's okay to do that when you're 10, but not when you're an adult. <laughs> Sod that. Sod that. When somebody leaves, I'm, I'm messaging them on Twitter and I'm, I'm your biggest fan. Hopefully, I get like a load of free shit through the post. <laughs> no, but I've seen, I've, seen, um, I've seen grown men getting video messages from players. You know, I, I uh, uh, happy birthday. <laughs> Not for the kids, for them. You know, it's like fucking rain it in, mate. Come on. So it's like, it's like um, face paint. If you're over the age of twelve, face paint. Come on, stop it. Well, un- un- unless you're pissed, then it's great. Um, it? I don't know. I've never, I've never applied face paint while pissed. So, well, you, well, you, you don't need to apply it. Get somebody else to do it. You can't see what you're doing <laughs> Especially when you're pissed. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right, moving on to the other end. So, I know, I know we haven't seen much of these yet, but Harry Cardwell, Elliot Newby, Sam Dolby. Yeah, I think the two Charlie lads. I think that's 
quite impressive we've we've got those two signed up. They've been quite integral to their success recently, haven't they? Uh, and have obviously been had that national exposure during their cup run this year. So yeah, I think it's quite shrewd again that we've managed to get hold of those players for until uh, the end of the season. Suits Charlie, suits us. Everyone's a winner. Um, I, think, I think Cardwell did quite well when he came on on Saturday. Obviously, we, we weren't in a position where we were desperate for a goal. I think we were already one up, weren't we? But uh seemed to... Again, it's a player that the, the players that we're quite familiar with. Um, having played Charlie quite a lot over the last last few seasons, so um, you kind of know what you're getting with them. But they seem, you know, Cardwell seems to have fitted in quite well. Yeah, I think he, I think one thing I like when he come on, I think the first thing he did was chase the ball down and give that defender a bit of a shove. And I thought that's just a bit of aggression, and it just kind of showed that he kind of wanted it and a bit of fight in him. So I kind of did like that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think they're good. It does, they just give us options, bit of depth if we need it, some options to change stuff up if it's not quite going our way. So I think they're both, you know, will be good signings for us. Uh, and then Dalby, I, I feel a bit sorry. He's, he's a young lad and he's coming to a team that at the time wasn't scoring any goals. So immediately you're a centre forward, you've come in, people expect you to start, you know, mm. scoring straight away. Yeah. And it was best, you know, coming at the best time, you know, we say we're creating loads and, an easing for him. It's still a hard thing to do to come into a team that does that pressure, and he, and he'll probably feel it. So I do feel a bit. I still think, you know, but from what I, I think, he looks, you know, he looks quite tidy. He brings it down quite well. I think he's had a couple of chances that he's created for himself. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Is it a month we've got him for? So I'm not sure. Yeah, so I'm not sure what plan will be longer than that. With especially with Cardwell coming in now, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think the problem with with Dalby, and certainly no disrespect to him or his ability, is that when you come into a side that are chasing promotion, you're kind of expected to do well. You're expected to hit the ground running, and that isn't always the case. You know, it's a new team, new environment, and it's you know only human. It's going to take you you know a few weeks to settle in. Um, <coughs> Ken Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you're kind of expected to come in. And score goals, and when that doesn't happen, it's kind of like, well, what do we bother for? But like you say, gives us depth. I mean, at the time a few weeks ago when we hadn't signed um, Newby and Cardwell, it was like shit. We've got Bennett and Reed, and Bell has disappeared off the face of the earth. So we, um, you know, we had two strikers, so we needed that, you know, sort of extra body just to be able to give Rusk the uh, opportunity to rotate and. Bring in, um, bring in fresh faces. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it pans out over the next few games. I mean, if you're gonna, you know, you, you talk about Dolby coming into a team that wasn't scoring. We've scored now. Uh, we were playing the best form teams. We're not now, you know, in terms of Weymouth and Solihull. I'm kind of not expecting, but I'm hoping that if you know, if one of these two or both of them can notch. Then that gets uh, it gets them going. Then it's always the hardest thing to just getting that first goal at a new club. That's why that's why everyone loves a debut goal because it sort of kicks them on and and uh, and gets them going, which is uh, I'm sure what they'll be after. Okay, so that's the players out of the way. Um, no disrespect. <laughs> so uh, the, the, what about the video then? The video that was released. Um, a couple of weeks ago now, I think, uh, with the new training ground. Matt, what did you think about that? I mean, for, for, for me, it looks absolutely superb, and I uh, I had a bit of a wee. Yeah, no, I, I think it was nice. <laughs> I think I, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't do a wee, but I was. It was it was it was good to kind of see. I think you know we we got to remember that I think the players probably spend you know they probably go to Edgeley Park. I don't know when they play a game, maybe a couple, maybe the odd time in between, but they will spend most of their time at this place. 
and I was thinking I should have tried a bit harder at football when I was a kid because if I could have gotten that environment <laughs> to kind of be around all day, I'd food cut for me. You know, we've probably it's been a long time since we've had anything like that. You know, we're not you know no longer we training on wherever it was Woodbank Park or wherever. <laughs> you know, we've we've got a proper facility that people are going to come and look at. You know, if I was like Harry Cardwell and and newbie, I'd be looking turn up thinking shit. I want to be a part of this. I don't want to go back to training yeah. on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night. I want to be, I want to prove myself here because this is what I can offer. And I'd be surprised if there's many outside the championship that match that. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. So just, just in sort of travels that I've, that I've done with, with, with county leaders in Milan and stuff, I've been to United's training ground and Sheffield United's training ground. And obviously United's is a, is a step above, but when you look at our complex and what it is in the building and surrounding, you know, it's not a million miles away, if I'm being honest. And Sheffield United again was was with this big complex with pitches around it, you know. But in terms of the building and and, and the overhead view of ours, again, we're not a million miles away. So uh, the thing to remember as well is this is a stepping stone to getting one in the borough. Yeah. And if and if that's a stepping stone, I mean, it just looks brilliant. I mean, yeah, there's probably a few things you would touch up. I'm guessing, you know, looking at it, but. Yeah, completely great. Absolutely superb. Um, and agree with Matt there. That there's probably not many this side of the, of the championship that have uh, got a, a facility like that. And it's only going to work in our favour when we come to attract a higher calibre of player. Uh, and it's not just the aesthetics of it. It's the actual facilities we've got. Now this is these are only going to help um, players progress and get better and get fitter and things like that, and it's only going to work in our favour. Um, yeah, don't, don't forget rehabilitation. Absolutely, well. yeah. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You, you've got to remember that that kind of thing. We've got, you know, I'm, I'm going off piste a bit now, but we've got an analyst team now, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've got the new scouting team. I'm not sure about rehabilitation and physio and fitness. You would imagine that that's part of it, wouldn't you? Um, I, I can't see them having all this in place and not something like that. Not, Yeah, not looking after the players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, they'll be, and they'll be on, like... On, like stick Matt, some ice, stick some something. peas on it, you'll be all right. <laughs> um, meat and soup, <laughs> but, um But, yeah... The, uh, you know, they showed a bit of the chef as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the prop, they'll be having they'll be having the nutritional meals, which whereas before, you know, probably it was whatever they could. Yeah, do. kebab on the way home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just really pleased with it. I like the little quotes on the wall. I like all, I like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Bit of a far cry from you know playing on the park, like you said before. Yeah, and Jim Gannon ringing round local schools and see if he can get half an hour in. You know, oh, we've only got we've only got the late one. We've only got half ten left. Oh, do we have to? It's half ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, the, the the Dark Days series that 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 we did, and and just a, a shameless plug now. If you haven't listened to it, they are available on Spotify, YouTube, uh, and Apple Apple Podcasts. We did a Dark Days series, and there was part of that. I don't know which which episode it was in, but uh, Phil Brennan spoke about these lads turning up from Liverpool. You know, as part of the a new set of players. Um, turn up to you know, wherever we trained at the time. I don't know where it was. It had like a field, to be honest. Uh, and one of the lads didn't even have a pair of boots. <laughs> and and what we've got, what we've got now is a far, far cry from that. And it's so professional in it. You can just see it. It oozes professionalism. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That, that 
that really impresses me. And, and to, to a certain degree as well, rightly or wrongly, and some people will say rightly, some people will say wrongly, um, it glosses over a lot of the stuff that is that possibly is happening that people don't like. It, it does for me anyway, and that's just my no, I think you. I think you're right there, Russ. Yeah, um, I think it does, but it depends on... No, like you say, how you look at how you look at situation. Um, it can only be this type of thing. Or the training complex can only be a good thing. Um, and I think we, with everything that's happened over the last month, six weeks, we kind of lost sight a little bit of we're aiming to get to the championship. So we need to attract a certain caliber of staff and players and. This is the facility that we have to enable us to um, make everybody be better at their job, and I think we've probably lost a little bit of lost sight of a little bit of that ambition that um, start on the board have shown us, you know, over those early months when they were talking about this um, and you know signing all these new players. So it kind of helps focus again a little bit that you know life goes on. We're still in with the shout of getting promoted, uh, and look at this. This is the the training facility. This is where we spend most of our days. Yeah, I think I think we've kind of you know I think everybody knows. I think the one thing we can all agree on we're, we're sick and tired of non-league and yeah, you know we want to, we want to go back to playing your Oldham and your Sunderlands and you know whoever the teams we've played all over the years gone by. We want to get back to them days. You know, people say non-league was a novelty. I've hate, I've, I've probably hated every single second of it. It's horrible. It's not a, you know, this isn't where we should be. And, th- you know, doing what we're doing and what stops, you know, stop gives us our best chance of having that again, in for me. I don't think, you know, had he not come along, would we have done it? I don't know. I probably trust that Jim probably could have done worked some magic and got us maybe into League Two, possibly. I don't know. But this is, you know, we've got a real setup now to, to push towards the championship and, you know, I, I I'm sick and tired of going to no disrespect to Leamington and Brackley. I, I don't want to go there again. Um, I want to go to Sunderland and I want to go to Ipswich and Stoke and whoever. You know, they're 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 the trips I want to want. I don't want them to come to Edgeley Park. You know, I'm sick and tired of you know my son sits in the stand and he he started supporting us in whenever you know I think Colwyn Bay was his first game and he's he's never really seen a proper away following. Um, unless it's us going somewhere and you know I want to see that the away end full again. Um, and you yeah. know a bit of I sound really bad, but not not trouble, but a bit of needle before the match on cast. You know, do you know what I mean? That's the days. That's what I used to love when I was a kid. Kind of. Yeah, I agree. Feeling. Yeah, yeah, I get you. That's what I want back. I want you know the, all the new fans who haven't really seen that. You know, it's it's so much better than Brackley away. Yeah, that's it. If if they, if they think the hook now. Yeah, yeah. Wait to wait till we're playing Rochdale away or Oldham away and. Or, or a big team coming to our place, and there, like you say, there is a bit of needle. You're you're in the pubs on Edgeley, and there's there's away fans chanting in in, in, in corners and stuff like that. And you, there's a, the, I don't want to say trouble, but like you say, I think you've put it perfectly there, Matt. There's a bit, bit of tension, needle, something in the air, a bit of tension. You cut the tension That's it. Um, um, and they're chanting songs at us, and we're we're chanting songs them, you know, back at them. You know, nice to know you're here and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's it's great, and that, that's what I mean. My my lad's never seen yeah. that either. He's you know, he, he, we went to I think you know you know we went to Oldham away for that friendly. Yeah. Um, I sat with you actually, Matt. Yeah, yeah, Because we we sat together, and um, he he was buzzing about that because he's he's like, wow, is it this is this is where we're, where we used to play like all the time yeah. in a way, yeah. Like, yeah. Ground, yeah. yeah. It's a ground before stands. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. My my yeah, lads yeah. my lads say me just like you know. Never seen us play 
anyone that I think West Ham was the first game that he'd seen that you know we we played somebody somebody big. I was like, this is like every week. This is like this is. I'm not the same playing West Ham every week, but you know what I mean. This, Stop, stop lighting, <laughs> you're playing to your own, your own stun. <laughs> but, um, yeah, playing big teams every week, you know, getting 9,000 at home for Charlton or someone like that, um, you know, back in the championship. And, yeah, I said, this is what it's like every week. We've got, like, Sheffield Wednesday and Wolves uh, every other week. And, yeah, it was just, it, that's what it was like. And yeah, I feel I a bit sorry for him. They were the exception. They were the exceptional days, though, weren't they? I mean, you know, playing Sheffield Wednesday and Wolves. I mean, that was when we were in the Championship, where we spent, I think, four seasons. So that that was, it was more the exception than the rule, wasn't it? I mean, where, where I'd like to see us be, 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 be settled and, and consistent is mid to the top of League One, go up to the Championship. That's the aim, great. But realistically, do we belong there? Probably not. So we'll come back down. Never go into League Two unless it's a disaster, and then probably go back up to League One. And, and just be rattling around in there and, and just having like Rochdale away. And, um, you know, I remember when we first played Macclesfield and it was just, it was just abhorrent to me. I was like, why we've got, we've dropped that low <laughs> that we have to play Macclesfield in league two. What is going on? Oh, in fact, that, did they not come up to league, to league one at some point? I think they might have flirted with league one, aren't they? But I don't think we played them then. But anyway, having to go to the Moss Rose, um, was just, rubbish for me yeah so yeah. yeah so you're right that and that that's you know that the kids now and the fans now what you know if you're listening to this wait till you get into one of those grounds and it is there's a bit of needle and it's a proper a proper league match not a friendly and it's a proper crowd it's yeah you shouldn't be listening anyway absolutely. because there are naughty words in this so stop listening <laughs> turn it off <laughs> oh, i'm gonna tell your parents <laughs> So yeah, the training ground looks great. Um, I mean, there are there are people who I'm not more saying not satisfied with the training ground, but do do think that what what Stott is doing is, you know, feed a club for City. It's looking like Hyde United's ground when they took over when City took over that and all that kind of stuff. But um, I've seen those comments very very few and far between. I must I must say. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing many people complaining. No. Okay, so uh, I did want to bring up something else on tonight's pod, um, which was it's around about this time, and you know, it's around about this time in 2007 where we were just in the middle or mid to late of our nine in a row run, um, and it just became apparent on Twitter in, in the last couple of days, and for no other reason than just having a bit of a chat about it, really, because it was great. Um, we've never done this before. We've, you know, this is our seventh year as running a pod, and we've never covered the nine in a row. I don't think. Um, yeah, just, just great days, Matt. Matt, do you do you remember them well? I, or were you playing? No, I, yeah. So I, I, this is I um, played on a Saturday for about ten years. So I missed, unfortunately, didn't get to go to county as much as I wanted to. Went to Tuesday night games and stuff like that, and the odd Saturday when I wasn't playing. But yeah, no, I um, I was obviously still follow and still a fan, but I, I didn't get to go to the matches as such. So. But I remember kind of every week it was it just got a bigger and bigger deal as the games kind of ticked on by. It just became such a big thing. And it's, when you think about it, it's a massive achievement. You know, I can't see it. I think somebody got close to it um, a few years ago. But, you know, it's a lot of games to you know to win nine. And, you know, people have not conceded for nine, but to win every game as well. It's, it's an astonishing achievement, really, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, United come close a few years ago, didn't they? Um, but you think of all the great, Sides, even in just you know in the 
Premier League or whatever, or the old First Division. Think of all them great side Liverpool in the 80s, United in the 90s. I haven't done it. Uh, and we have. Uh, it's such a massive, massive achievement. And this is, isn't isn't counting. I think um, Jim Gannon mentioned it on Twitter today. This isn't a county side that was, um, at, you know, at the, t- the top of the league, top of the league to, you know, when we won in the playoffs uh, a couple of years after. This was a team that he'd saved from relegation about a year before. Mm. And he will probably say, you know, probably tell you that it's not easy to transition a team from the bottom of the league to promotion contenders in such a short space of time. But, yeah, what a fantastic achievement. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think City were pretty close recently, weren't they? Um, because they, they, I think they've won something like 22 games on the spin now, haven't they? Uh, you know, as, as this goes out. But, um, yeah, fantastic achievement. And the team as well. When you look at the team, um, such a great team, you know, with Proudlock in it and Gleeson and uh, Rob Clare at the back. So, I think, was Hennessy in, in, in net front yeah, nine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, Dominic Blizzard yeah. as well. There you go. Oh, Dom Blizzard. Underrated, yeah. really underrated. Loved him. Thought he was a great player. Yeah, absolutely. So what we'll probably do is we'll probably do a a, a special on that one. We could do a, a podcast special on the nine in a row because that's you know a, a huge achievement for us. Just as we we do specials on other other sort of series that we that we've got going. Um, yeah, that's all I really want to say about that. Just to mention it, it was around about this time in two thousand and seven. Hello fellow County fans, I just want to take a moment of your time to tell you about the Scarf Bagara War blog. Each month I bring you my thoughts and reactions to all the latest games and news, plus there's a veritable cornucopia of other articles that are there for your viewing pleasure. Check out www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Okay, finally coming on to Matt, our esteemed guest. Um, so... Tell us a bit about yourself, Matt. Uh, what's your name? Where'd you come from? Um, and what do you do? Yeah, so, well, you're probably not that interested in any of that, so I'll talk to you about county stuff. So I, I, yeah, there you go. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, to be fair, I've, I've been quite a lucky county fan because I my first season that we, I started, my dad took me. So I was a Liverpool fan before. I say before. We used to have like United fans, the Liverpool fans at football, at school. And all my mates were United fans. I thought, well, I want to be different, so I'll go on the Liverpool fans' side. And then my dad, I came up from, I think on a Friday, my dad said, do you, do you fancy going to watch Stockport on tomorrow? So I said, yeah. Well, and it was, I think it was Rex. I think we won 2 0, beat Wrexham. And it was when it was the old Division 4. So before it kind of, uh, and then we, I think we, do we, I think we won promotion. And then I think it's the same year that the Premier League was set up. So we, we went from like Division 4 to League 2. I remember in my childlike mind, I thought we've had a double promotion because we've gone from 4 to 2. So it's like in my head, we'd have like a double promotion. And it was, um, so I, and then I've seen us kind of go all the way through, you know, all the way up to, to where we got to, been to Wembley, obviously every time we've been to Wembley. And, you know, I kind of sit and like my lad, see where, what he's seen us, you know, and it just, it seems unfair on him that I've seen all of that and <laughs> lived through all of that. Brilliant times, brilliant days. And it, like I say, he's seen Colwyn Bay come to Edgeley Park. We've been to Brackley too many times. We've been, you know, here we won the Cheshire Senior Cup, and I tried to make. We actually went to that game because I thought this might be the only time he sees us win anything. So we, we went to to that game against Tranmere when we won that, um, and it's just kind of yeah, it, it's kind of made me realise how lucky I was. You know, because from years before that, I think we've always we've yeah. This is if anything, I lived the life of a perfect county fan, really, seeing us go all the way up and then kind of come all the way down, and hopefully, kind of on our way back again. So. 
yeah, it's it's been it's been a you know and a lot of times that you're the only county fan anyway, and it's amazing when you meet somebody. You know, I think we were on holiday a couple of years ago in Cornwall. There's another lad in a county shirt, weirdly at Land's End. And it's almost like that mutual, like my son and and his like little nod to each other. And it's it was, as we watch you thinking, that's ace that because you don't get that from anywhere. You know, your big clubs, there's tons of them like shirts knocking yeah. about, and it's a real like affinity that you both Stockport fans. Um, it's ace, yeah. But I've seen, I think my favorite game or my favorite goal. At this point, they did win actually. And your little uh, vote thing you did was Andy Priest's against QPR in the FA. I love that goal just because I remember going into school on a Monday like absolute cock of the north i was like it was like this is the, this is the best thing you know we, we've got probably none of my mates really cared but for me we just got an absolute world-class goal beating premier league opposition it was ace absolutely ace yeah you say there about your lads um you, you know you've lived the, the best thing but don't, don't forget your lads similar age to mine now and, and I, I say this to my lad look we're about to we're about to go on this journey to to what is probably going to end up as in the championship. It's the right time to be. It's the right time to be supporting County. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's you know before all these changes in the last kind of twelve months or so. You know what we're what we're hoping is going to happen was probably like pipe dream. Really, let's be honest. We were probably never going to be certainly not going to get established at them higher levels. Whereas this has given us a real platform to we can go and have all that again, and we can. You know, I, I've, I've been trying to put him off taking him to Wembley to watch England or something because I want him to. I want him to do it with County like I did. You know, I want him yeah. to take him to, to Wembley for the first time with you know the drive down everything. And I just remember when I can't remember if it was at Beatles and we got to Stoke and they'd put but it wasn't Stoke they put banners up over the M6 saying bad ha ha bad luck Stockport. I just sticks in yeah. my head. But I want to do you know do all that again with, with and let him go to Wembley for the first time to watch us win a, you know win the playoffs or win the whatever it might be cup now that you know that that's kind of where I want to oh and and this is for me is this is our best ever chance and you know I, I was a massive Jim fan you know for me the perfect story would have been for Jim to lead us through all this and you know that 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 but it, it wasn't to be for whatever reason it wasn't to be but this is our best chance and for me we've We've got to embrace it because otherwise we'll be we you know if stock didn't come in we we're probably knocking around this level for a good number of years yet and like I said a number of times now we don't really want that we want those days at Oldham Rochdale like you say Sunderland Wall wherever at Millwall we want them days back again um you know I'm I'm kind of yeah let's like say I've lived through the best time I want I want other people to be able to do to have that time as well and when you know we're not you know, we shouldn't be going to Leamington and, you know, I don't want to drink, weirdly, I don't want to drink beer in the stand because I know you can't in the Football League. You know, I, I want to pay more than a tenner to get in places because it's better. You know, do you know what I mean? All, yeah, all that type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get. I totally get it. You don't want the social club element. Yeah. Of it and it's, you, it's, it's, you want to be in proper, you want, you, want to watch, you want to go to proper grounds where they've got stewards and police and, and, and you know, like you say, pay a good amount to get in and, and watch watch a good game of football with a bit of needle. That you know what, that's what we want. You know, it, epit- it epitomizes it, doesn't it? You know, we, I think it was Oxford City when the lads walked across the pitch. Yeah. Uh, just to get out of the ground, and they're just thinking, what, what, what are we doing here? And I totally get that. I mean, all right, they shouldn't have done it, but you know, I, I can totally understand why they did it. Um, and, and I've said it before on the pod, and I'll I'll say it very briefly again, but. You know, Colwyn Bay away. I was stood in in the pub with my uncle, and he said, he basically said, "Well, um, just remember these days, because when we're back up there, you can say you were there." 
Yeah. And I, at, at the time, I was thinking, mm, yeah, well, he's fucking Colwyn Bay away in, in, <laughs> in half an hour. But he's right. You know, he's, he's right. And when we do get back up, it'll be so, so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's kind of, you know, it, people say it's been a novelty, but it's probably been, you know, a novelty would, would be one season. You know, go down, go straight back up and never see that again. But we've kind of found ourselves stuck down there for a little bit too long. Um, and I don't know whether, yeah, the social club aspects, it's not for me. You know, I don't want to go and sit in the same, you know, in the clubhouse with all their other, you know, not, not that I want it to be trouble or anything like that. I just, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to like their fans and I don't want them to like us particularly. I want it to be a bit yeah. of like, you know. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's it's not you know just yeah you, know, you get the odd good like you know having knots in this league and and you know now we're back in the in the national league there's a couple more you know Wrexham away last year was absolute class you know, that's the first time we've gone to a game met in a pub and had a police escort to the ground and you know he's only ten and he's like he's like Kate we brought his United supporting mate with us as well and both of them were like this is amazing because the police were escorting us to the ground and Wrexham fans were shouting stuff and throwing stuff and. I don't condone that, but it's kind of he, he doesn't forget. He still talks about it now. That's his favourite recent game. That because there was a bit of, you know, we won and and you know walking back to the car with is that for me is kind of you look. That's a great feeling when you go somewhere, you win. That feeling of walking out and driving home or getting a train home, it's the best feeling ever. Um, yeah. You know, you you can't re- really replace that. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. My, my lad still goes on about the the Rexon game. And the atmosphere, and it was that big, big game atmosphere as well. It, we've kind of become a little bit comfortable in non-league, but that gave us a little taste, didn't it? After getting the season, after getting promoted, and gave us a little taste of what it used to be like and what it can be in the future. Yeah, I think that, that you know that game, you know, games of recent. You know, I've, I've weirdly I've liked going to files, not because there's fans, but just because we take a lot of fans, and again, that feels like a big day. You know. Not a big game, I don't mean that, but you know, when, I think when Walker scored the free kick, and I think Cowan got the winner. That I love that game as well, just because I really despise Fylde, but it just felt like you know we had a lot of fans there. Something, and I said to someone like, "This is nothing." You know, when we get back into football league, those three stands will be full of home fans, and they'll hate the fact we've just come and done this. That Fylde fans weren't they weren't that bothered. You know, let's be honest, no. they all go home and probably check out Blackpool <laughs> or whatever. But not that asked about it. You know, whereas go to Oldham or keep picking on Oldham or whoever that you know they hate the fact we've just come and turned up and won two nil or two one whatever it might be. Do you think there's um there's an element of fans uh, that that have got really really comfortable with non league and actually enjoy it? Um, I, I can see like I can see why some people do like it because like I say you know it it costs you a tenner to get in most of these places. You know, it's an outrage now if I have to pay 12 quid. It's like, Jesus Christ, I'm used to paying a tenner. And kids are free generally. Um, yeah, and I think some people probably do like going in the social club. And and I get, you know, I do get that and stuff, but it's it, it's not what we are. You know, we're we're kind of, you know, we're a proper football. It sounds, and everyone says, oh, you, 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 are, you are where you are because of what's happened. You know, you deserve to be where you are, which, yeah, to a degree, yeah, I agree with. But, you know, you could tell when we first went into the league, teams couldn't cope with us. You know, when we turn up to places, there'd be like one steward there, and they'd be like trying to police where we stand. And I think it was yeah, Daisley yeah. when they tried to put us in like a all the way end. Nobody could see because it was absolutely. So they were saying, "Why can't we just let us through there?" And they were going, "No, no, you can't." And I said to I said to the guy, "Stuff, you know what's going to happen? We're just going to go through there anyway." And we did. And it's just like it's just like it's so. 
all stuff like that. I'm just thinking it's just a, I don't think they help them. So, you know, I know we got a bit of a bad reputation and stuff for kind of going round and, but I don't think some of these teams help them. So I don't think they knew, to be fair, I don't think they knew what to expect when we rocked up. Um, and that's not to sound like big, Billy big ballots or anything like that. It's just, you know, we, we have got a big following, uh, a very good following. So we're going to, you know, you need to kind of be able to accommodate us all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say, if, if for those that are, I've not experienced that. It's it's amazing when you you know you go. To, I remember going to Sunderland with my dad. And I was only a kid when we beat. I think we got beat one nil, but it was just like walked into that ground. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And there's tons of our fans in there, loads of home fans. And to be fair, the Sunderland fans were good crack, and so you'd have a good chat with them and stuff. And someone said it always needs to be needle, but just it fit. They all felt like big games. Yeah. Whereas now you come and you know you've got like is it, is it Gloucester coming all fancy dress? <laughs> what is that about? Madata. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah, just like mate, this is, and then, you know, I mean, as much as I dislike FC United as well, at least it felt like a proper game. I know, don't really, you know, not a massive fan of theirs, but it felt like a proper game of football. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got to pick you up on that because I fucking hate my. Uh, yeah, I do, but the fans yeah, made they, it a bit. You know, they sung. They, 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 yeah, they did, but only because they it was their big cup final, yeah, yeah. And, and they thought they, they. I'm I'm sure that in for, you know if I looked through their glasses, they were they were at fucking they were at the new camp in 1999. Yeah. when they came to Edgley Park, do you know do you know what I mean? They were like, oh yeah, giving it all this and singing Cat and our songs and what have you, and I just thought. I I, I I take your point. I do take your point. That's not lost on me. But um, but yeah, they can. I think it's, they yeah, can, it's, uh... it's just nice when you get fans away. Fans come and sing. You know, I think mm. like, you know Bradford or Bracker they bring in, and you can sit where because I sit in the in the I'm a moan stand, so I sit behind the, like where Jim stood, and and I we just count them and stuff. And Jim's not there. Well, anymore, I, said, so. I did say where Jim. <laughs> so oh, right. it looks like that. Yeah, just say behind the dugout. Well, you know, um, and you can count their fans, and it's just like oh, this is like, and even when they scored, it's like you wouldn't even know. Yeah, like, it's no. yeah. I, I, it's gonna sound like people probably listen to this and think, oh, what an arrogant tossery is, but it's kind of like. Well, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, some some teams didn't even bring as many fans as Athletic Bill Bowden when we played them. <laughs> so, I'm up in uh, Upper Tier too, so. But if the away team scores nine times out of ten, you can't even hear their fans. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's it's mad though. It's it's kind of yeah, and it's just you know, like I said, this league's a bit better because you you're going to have Hartlepool and not not yeah. County and people like that. So you're going to have some teams that are going to bring decent followings and stuff. But it's like you said, there's still the Weymouth and the Wheelstones that are going to bring twenty odd fans. Yeah, I probably not answered any question you asked me then, have I? But. <laughs> No, I asked you if um, no, you didn't actually. Well, you, you kind of did, and then went off on one. I said, um, <laughs> I said, do you think some fans are comfortable with with non-league? And you, I think you did answer it. You said, yes, yeah, probably. And you can see why. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I never have been since since day one. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think you know where we belong is in the football league for the size of the club. Yeah. Might, might be arrogant. Might not be. I don't. I don't really care. That's where. That's where I believe we should be. Um, and yeah, it just. As soon as we dropped out, the f- the very first match we played after we dropped out of the league, I, f- I don't even know who it was against now, um, but there was just something different. Yeah, didn't 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 seem to have the, I don't know, it, it's just something different in the air. It didn't seem to have that sort of like focus on the match and you know the program said uh, Skrill Premier or whatever it said at the time and <laughs> just. Just fucking shitsville, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know there are a lot of positives about non-league, like Matt has 
probably uh, mention them there of the ease of access and the prices and things and it's all a little bit more relaxed but that's kind of not what I go to football for yeah I go for a bit of tension and a bit of atmosphere and a bit a uh, bit of drama if you like and you just it's just a little bit diluted at non-league isn't it yeah I think I, I think I want to go to Curzon on non-league day that's my dream. We're in the football league, and I go cursing on non-league day just because I can again. And it's not me; that it's not Stockport that people are coming to to watch. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do you know? Do you know what? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't even think I'd do that because before it's going to sound really like shit this now. But before we dropped out the, out of the league, I didn't really give a shit about anything below that. And I know that sounds elitist, doesn't it? And and you know, when when United fans and City fans don't know what, what division Stockport County in, I. I do roll my eyes and, and and start sort of questioning them. Yeah, you know, do they know anything about football? Well, that's just me being a massive hypocrite, which I am in, when it comes to things. To, You're allowed to, to be. With... You're a football fan. Come on, exactly. Fickle and hypocrite. I mean, yes. If, if, if you're not those two, then 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 why are you even interested in football? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I I didn't really give a shit about things below below the football league, and and as we go up, I probably won't again. Um, although to be honest, I do you know tend to look at the leagues every now and again just to see where teams that we've played in the past, who who forge um, f- you know fake rivals with f- fake rivals rivalries with us. Yeah, <laughs> back in just to see where they are to see if they're a in danger of coming up into the into our league to uh, to to play us again or b going further down. Which pleases me very much. Yeah, and and that's not you know what I've said is not to disrespect. You know, the, for me, the yeah, you know, the team that won us won us the league in in the north should always be really fondly thought of. And for me, absolutely, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is part, don't throw it. I think that's a legend. A group for that group of players and and who was in chat, you know, and everything. That is a they go down as, as a bit of because they they were the first step really in in us getting that. And they should always be massively fondly remembered. And and likewise yeah. for whoever gets us out of where we are now, back to. Um, I think you've always got, you know, yes, it's non-league and yes, we've just slagged it off for about 20 minutes, but they they should have a little ring around them to say, you know, they will always be fondly remembered at Stockport and I thought we should never forget that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I hate non-league, but if you pull a shirt, if you put a shirt on at Stockport County mm. and you put a county shirt on, then then you'll do for me. Yeah. You know, the, play, the players are exempt from this. It's, it's non-league and and the things, the bells and whistles that go around it. Yeah. Um, the players that play for County, and even the players that don't play for County, I, I'm I'm a football person, so I respect every player at every level. Um, to me, to me, if you play football, unless you unless you don't play football and you're trying to, then there's no such thing as a bad player. You just you're just not at the right level, and you can always improve. And that's that's how I see it. Um, so so Matt, you're not a bad player. All right, you, I couldn't sit you in the Premier League because you'd be you'd be found out within seconds. You'd be found out at training. Yeah. Um. But do, do you know what I mean? So the players are kind of exempt. I have massive respect for players, staff, managers, and all that. What I'm talking about is, like you say, going to Oxford City away on a Tuesday night. There's 300 people there. You can take your beer out to the to, to you know to to the sideline, and it's just it's just all a bit shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, there's, it's nice to have that for a certain length of time, but not for too long. And it's it's been no, no, no. What I'm saying, not for take being a county fan out of it for a moment, and just having watching football at that level, and being out and turn up at five to three and get a pint and stand on the terrace with it, like I did 
when it was still our pre-season and I went to watch Bridge, went, uh, went, went home and watched Bridge. And you can, you know, get in, you're paying a tenner to get in, you can get a, you know, a pint and, and stand there. And that's that's quite good. But like you say, from a county fan's perspective... Yes, that's what that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah so go go going going ground hopping like like mine and Matt's good friend Steve does. You know, brilliant. He, you know, he goes to grounds, buys a pint, buys a a burger, rates them, rates the match. That's fantastic. But when it's county, and you've got you, you need you're there to watch the match, and you're there for the you're not there for the experience. You're there to get three points. It, it's it's shit, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. If you're there just to go, if you're there just to go and watch, I don't know Daisy Hill against Bamba Bridge. Yeah, brilliant. That's I, yeah, that's a good experience. I think sounds like a couple of scenes we've ended up playing recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we we touched on it when Lee was on the pod the other week about you know just just tired of it now, and I think Matt mentioned it before. It's just you know, can can we get promoted now, please? And 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 you run the risk of being called arrogant and all the rest of it, which you know. You can say yes, yes, you've been extremely arrogant about it, but I don't care. I've had enough now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Right. I think that's a good place to end it on that high that you're, that you're tired of non league and you just want out now. <laughs> <laughs> out via promotion, though, not out by uh, anything anything sort of towards yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah good, good. Just checking. Just checking you're okay. Right, all that's left to say is uh, cheers to Dave. Yeah, no worries, mate. Always a pleasure. Good, good. And thank you very much to Matt. And there have been no, well, there have been technical issues, uh, but you won't experience them when you're listening to this back. Uh, So hopefully we'll get this out in the next day or two. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Yeah, no, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, Just a bit of housekeeping, actually, before we go. So... um, as you know, all of our podcasts are available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, and any good podcast player. You can find out more information about us on www.scarpgarrowar.co.uk. Um, and yeah, and Dave, you have a blog. Yeah, I nearly forgot about that. Good job. Just as you were going through it, I thought, shit, I'm not mentioning the blog. Yes, yeah, so February Part 2 is out now, came out at the beginning of the week. Um, so have a have a read of that. Go over the, the last few games and culminating in Saturday's glorious three points and two goals uh, against Chesterfield. And there is a special article coming out on Sunday, which marks the one year anniversary of our last home game in front of a crowd against Barnet. Um, so just to look back at the the twelve months, what's happened, um, how um, COVID and the restrictions have affected us as fans. Um, so yeah, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that on Sunday. Excellent stuff. Right, I think it's the real time to end the show. <laughs> so um, <laughs> thanks for coming on, guys. Um, this will be out soon. Also, if you listen to this. There will be another podcast out uh, very soon on the 96-97 season. Nick and Dave are doing that with Ben, who's the shirt collector. Um, and that's all about the the things you might not have seen during that season. So if you listen to that and then listen to the season that where we covered the matches, you'll have the full immersive experience. So there we go. 
Okay, thanks guys, speak to you soon. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.